Good morning, folks. Welcome to Coffee Time with Almeida. Today we have Jordan Ferber on with us. He's uh, coming at us from Brooklyn, New York. He is a New York native, grew up, uh, born in uh, Greenwich Village, and he has uh, been a comedian in New York City for the last 20 years. Um, he performs live all over the place, uh, well, at least he used to, but uh, we're going to bring him on and we're going to have a little talk right now. Jordan, welcome to Coffee Time with Almeida. Good morning. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. I know I got you up early, but we got, we got some coffee. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, this is maybe the earliest I've ever been up on purpose. Um, <laughs> not just during the quarantine, but like in general. <laughs> Part of the reason that you come become a comedian is that you get to sleep in. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's the same reason why you become a bartender, too, right? You get to mm. sleep in. Yeah, we have the same schedule. You know, for the most part. Then you have the children, and then children are like, hey, guess what? You can't sleep in anymore. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't have to worry about that just yet. Yeah, not, not, you know, you can borrow mine anytime you want. Great. So, um, what are you drinking there, Jordan? Mm. You got that cup? Coffee. Coffee. It's coffee so far. And uh, how, uh, how are you preparing that coffee today? I, um... You know, I used to put a little bit of milk and sugar, but I ran out of milk one day and I just started drinking it black. So now I just drink it black with sugar. Nice, nice. You got a French press going on? Uh, nope. I got the Cafe Bustello. Oh, going. that's right. The Cafe Bustello. Yeah, no messing around. <laughs> you go hard. And I got my, uh, my my coffee mug here is the Fisticup. Oh, my goodness, dude. That thing is like... You know, this is how, how I fight through my morning. <laughs> that could come in handy if uh, you have no other weapons in the house too, probably, you know, you know, um, so tell us what you're, uh, so wh what your Lefferts garden. I'm in Lefferts gardens. Yeah. Cool. How long you been living in Lefferts? I've been here for uh, about seven years. Wow. So, uh, what's it, what's it like right now during quarantine time? Um, I mean, this neighborhood's always been kind of quiet since I've been here. Um, I'd say it's even more so now. There's it's a very residential neighborhood. There's not a lot of, um, there weren't a lot of businesses, you know, in this general area uh, that were open beforehand anyway. So it's even quieter. But, I, you know, I, I go up the block every every couple of days to the store and go to my bodega. Um, what, so actually, where is Lefferts Gardens for the folks that don't know? It's on the east side of Prospect Park. I'm just south of Crown Heights. Nice. Nice. You, so but it's, a, it's a beautiful neighborhood. The whole, the whole, the whole area is beautiful. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's a really nice area. Jordan and I know each other from back when uh, I lived in Brooklyn in Prospect Heights and worked at Soda Bar. Yeah. And that's where we first met. And then, uh, you know, we, through the, through the uh, internets, we've kept in touch over the last decade. Sure have. You know, I like your stuff. You like my stuff. You know, then now, we, now we're talking. Yeah. The, uh, you know, thanks, thanks COVID. This, is like, this might be the longest we've hung out without doing shots. <laughs> we, we, might, we can remedy that a little later. I'm not, I'm not saying we're not going to. I'm just saying this is the longest interaction we've had so far. <laughs> without shots, yes. Without shots. Usually it's like, hey, how are you doing? Shots. Right. It's like immediate. Uh, so um, let's see. So just explain to us a little bit about your take on comedy and like the future possibly of comedy and kind of you know how you embrace comedy into your life. And not maybe so, Jordan. Um, so yeah, I do a little comedy. I also do a little tragedy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. It's always so hard to figure out, you know, what box I fit in and how you describe it. But I, I think you know, comedy and tragedy are just two ends of the same spectrum. Um, and uh, I find that the 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 stuff that I the, the work that I do in the in the world of grief is. Um, 
very similar to comedy uh, in a lot of ways. I, I find a lot of correlations between the two. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the work you do in the grief field? Yes. Yeah, so um, my uh, my only brother, my brother Russell, was killed in a car accident in July of 2002. So it'll be 18 years this summer. Um, and I started going to a self-help support group shortly after uh, his passing called the Compassionate Friends. Um, it's just a bunch of you know people that have lost their siblings sitting around talking about stuff. And I found it to be really revelatory to be able to have those types of conversations and to be able to include jokes in those kinds of conversations. So I started a podcast um, that helps to normalize that conversation. Uh, it's called Where's the Grief? And I interview other comedians and end uh, – you know, creative types about tragic loss they've experienced. Although I like to joke, it's not all comedians. I do interview other sad people too. <laughs> I mean, there are there are lots of them out there, right? Um, yeah. And so now, how do you think that translates to what's happening right now? Well, I think, you know, w one of the things that uh, I think we're all having a hard time with, regardless of, um, you know, what we're having to deal with on a personal level, like just being isolated is a really difficult thing for a lot of people. You know, the, the, the cabin fever that we're all experiencing, you know, getting a little stir crazy, getting a little, you know, we, we really miss and need the human connection. Um, uh, not just like, you know, physical touch, but like being able to connect with people about ideas and share, you know, thoughts over drinks or whatever and, 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 and be able to sort of, wrap your mind around some of this because we're, we're all sort of doing it in our own bubble at the moment. Um, uh, yeah. You know, and I mean, technology is helping us get past that a little bit. Right. Um, a little bit, yeah. You know, um, and talking more to our friends, I think, you know, it's definitely um, this whole time has helped me reconnect with a bunch of people. Um, you, know, you know, I, I, I definitely taught my parents how to zoom. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I spent 45 minutes on the phone helping them also, you know, hook up their Netflix. So great that uh, <laughs> it's difficult to be this, to not be able to go over to their house. Because quite frankly, my parents are in their 70s. And if it wasn't for me, their VCR would still be flashing 12. <laughs> so you see your parents all the time, right? I see them with some frequency. They live in the city. So, you know, I always say that they turn my bedroom into a guest room, of which I am a frequent guest. <laughs> yeah. it's pretty probably pretty convenient like oh, i'm just gonna crash here tonight even hanging in the city right and then you know why, why go back to brooklyn get up yeah. have some breakfast with your parents exactly you know? that's pretty yeah, my parents are almost no seven they're like they're like late 60s so yeah they're, they're getting up there um but they're also they're like 45 minutes away from us we see them a lot because they're they babysit our children and you know we have children so right but right. uh it's definitely you know we've been doing a lot more um facetime videos cool you know try to keep it try to keep it up um, but like, so you, I would think that you would like communicating is very essential right now. Like to make sure that we're all checking in our friends and a lot of stuff. Right. It really, it really is. You know, I think, you know, we go so crazy just sitting around by ourselves, especially, you know, comedy <clears throat> is so dependent on having an audience, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's weird to be sitting at home, just putting these jokes on Twitter or whatever and seeing if, if they get any traction. Yeah, like, and we're all shouting to the void right now, right? And, yeah. And everybody is like, you know, look at it. Even I have a, a video show on the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but when, um, when, when the bartenders are making better content than the comedians, <laughs> that is what? when it's time to really start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, can you, I just hold that thought for one second. Hey, buddy, I'm going to be done in a minute. Can you go downstairs and play with mama? 
I'm gonna help you in a minute, okay? I'll be back. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, um, let me see here. Um, What's your son's he, name, by the way? Oh, uh, that, that's Solon. Solon. S, yep, Solon. S O L O N. He. That's his great grandfather's name. All right. Um, yeah. So it's very uh, unique. I don't, I've never met a Solon before. Nice. You know, and uh, our other son is Beckett. Beckett, otherwise known as Beckett the baby. Beckett the baby. Yeah. Um, hey, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, about the um, Russell Ferber Foundation? Yes. So my, uh, as I was saying before, my brother uh, Russell, who passed away, we, we, he was a pastry chef. Um, we started a foundation. My family started a foundation in his memory. It's called the Russell Ferber Foundation. We have a full two-year scholarship in the uh, culinary, uh, in the pastry program at the Culinary Institute of America upstate, um, um, our main beneficiary. And we hold a big fundraiser for it every summer. Uh, this year is supposed to be our 15th annual fundraiser. Uh, we have a date set that may, may, may change, um, but right now it's still scheduled for June 24th. Uh, it's a comedy show and a raffle and a silent auction. And uh, we've put eight kids through the program so far. And uh, uh, they all come to the event and bake desserts. And uh, it's it's really an uplifting event. It's really amazing. And I love the fact that we get to, uh, to share my brother's legacy. But we get to talk about him every day in a way that's not weird or sad. And where his death is not the end of the story. It's kind of the beginning of a new one. Sure. And that's, you know, legacy, right? So for sure, that's pretty amazing. Um, so what do you think the future of comedy is like once, once this is over or, you know, uh, I think it's, you know, uh, just like, uh, Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic park, you know, life finds a way comedy is going to find a way. Mm -hmm. Um, there's too many people, I, you know, there's too many content creators out there, not just comedians, but people in the arts that uh, I think this is really exacerbating how much we really need an audience, how much we need um, the connection with people. And I think that sometimes we're, I think we're learning uh, across cultures about uh, uh, generationally about a lot of this new technology and how we can utilize it in a different way. I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out of this that, um, is new. So I think we're all, you know, just going to have to adapt to whatever the new platforms are. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think that we don't really know when we're going to go back to being, hanging out with people, right. Hanging out outside with people, you know, right. um, a friend of, uh, some friends of mine are actually, they're DJs and they're doing this virtual dance party over the weekend. Um, you know, and I see like a lot of musicians playing all the time, you know, have you um, been seeing anybody doing live comedy other than like from their living rooms or? I've seen a handful of shows that have been like that. Yeah, there was a big, there was a big one, uh, a few big ones uh, earlier this week. There was Laugh Aid, which was like a four-hour live uh, streaming thing that had uh, different comedians from their homes kind of popping in, and they were raising money for um, people that were way less famous than they were, uh, uh, touring comedians, trying to create a fund to keep some money in our pockets. Um, how do you think it's, how is this affecting your, your community of, um, comedians that you usually perform with? I mean, we're all trying to figure out how, what, what, how to perform, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there've yeah. been a lot of these, like zoo, these, these zoom meetings and I've done, I did a show. There was like a dozen of us on the zoom call and it's, uh, it's weird. It's, they, 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 nobody's really yet figured out how to do it. I don't think. Yeah. And like de deliver it probably. And, and 
you know, I mean, I feel like my eyeballs are stuck to the internet, you know, um, and everybody's attention span is pretty short, right? So you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna watch this for five minutes. I'm gonna watch this for five minutes. Yeah. You know, um, but I think at the end, you're right. We just have to figure out the, what the new way is. You know, I, it's like, you know, everybody started using Zoom immediately. And then there was that big thing that, you know, oh, you're, the security of Zoom is compromised. And, uh, you know, people are Zoom bombing. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah, yeah. So the, if you're not careful about the way that you uh, set up your Zoom meeting, if you don't put the password or whatever, if you put your actual Zoom ID out there, people can get that information and just bomb into your Zoom meeting. And so, like, there are reports of people having meetings on their with their office and all their coworkers or whatever, and somebody bombed in and was drawing like genitalia on the screen. Oh, it was me. And like sending, dick, you know, dick pics and whatnot. Oh my god! Like in well, meetings, and then there are the people that don't really know how to use it. There was like, I don't know if you saw the thing that went around. There was a woman having a big conference call with every, all of her people, uh, and she forgot to turn her camera off. And then the, she like sat down on the toilet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. So the profile of her. People are making down. people are making comedy by accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best comedy not being made by comedians right now. It's Janice from accounting. <laughs> Janice, you're a star. <laughs> she can be on uh, what do you call it? That's a, a redemption thing on Todd uh, Tosh Point Out, like where they do the internet redemption. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, what are you? What, what's your favorite thing about what's been like the the past four weeks, and what are you looking forward to in the future? Well, um, I've become a better cook. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know we're all we're all gonna have cooking shows after this. That's really what it's gonna be. You know, it's gonna be comedy and cooking together. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're a little more self reliant, right? Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, yes. So there's I, that. You know, I think I've, <clears throat> I've learned um, how um, how, how uh, re- you know self reliant I can be. You know, there's that. Um, I don't know what, what, what are the good parts about this? There's not a lot good about this. This is, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, it does suck. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's nice to learn that al- liquor stores are essential businesses. Yeah, I know. Um, you, and I have just having some conversations with people about that. You know, it's, uh, if you don't make it essential, right. Then you have these alcoholics going into detox. They're not going to have a place to go. Right. The hospital beds are full. Right. So, yes. which is totally a whacked out thing. Right. It's got to be really tough for the people that are already in AA. Like, they're not, they're, they're, are they having virtual meetings? You know, my dad is an AA, and I meant to ask him if he'd been doing virtual meetings. I don't think so because no one's asked me how to use Zoom from my parents' house yet. Right. Well, they're probably asking people, but, you know, it's very, it's anonymous. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> did I just blow his cover? No. <laughs> Uh, so, um, anyways, uh, I, I mean, I'm actually, I'm gonna have a conversation. I've been meaning to have a conversation about that. Um, but, um, I was going to say, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you pick your guests for your podcast? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, you know, when I first started doing it, I, you know, I, it's, it's all comedians. I feel like, you know, grief and death are, are really hard topics to talk about. Nobody really talks about them, which is why we're really sort of unprepared when we have to deal with it because nobody's taught us how to deal with a lot of the feelings that come up. And, um, you know, even, even people that are 
really close to you in your life are uncomfortable talking about a lot of it. It's it, 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 it's almost people feel like it's almost contagious. Uh, to oh talk yeah, you know. That. So it's it, it can be really difficult. Um, and I, I I don't know. I try not to put pressure on people when I find pe- out that somebody's had a loss or whatever. I I, I don't want to exploit or you know try to use uh, their pain um, uh, uh, for for my end. You know, I feel like it's about trying to help them through a thing. Also, you know, I feel like giving them an opportunity to talk about it is more important than recording it. Sure. Of course. Of course. So um, I tend to go through uh, a little bit of a vetting process. So I make sure that the person is, you know, actually ready to talk about it. Cause sometimes people say they are, but then they don't really know what they want to say. And I've actually had a fair number of people who have written books or you know, who are not comedians who have written books about their grief or about their uh, their uh, their loss, and their publicist has found my podcast and reached out to me to be like, "Hey, this person wrote this book, and they would be a great guest. We want to promote our thing on your show." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. I mean, and, and we're all helping each other out, right? Yeah, and spreading and spreading and, and teaching people how to deal. You know, um, I so so while we're on the topic of podcasts, say hi, Solon. Uh, well, <laughs> while we're on the topic of podcasts, what's, what, uh, are a couple of your favorite podcasts? Well, so I love listening to, uh, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. I love Gilbert Gottfried. Mm, I just listened to his episode with, uh, um, uh, George, sorry, Costanza. <laughs> oh, Jason Alexander. He's Alexander. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, was that new? Is that a new one? I haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Uh, yeah. He's, his show is so great. Um, <laughs> I like listening to Risk. Do you listen to Risk? No, I don't listen to that one. Uh, it's a storytelling show. People tell totally true stories they never thought they would dare to share. Um, and those are those are fun. Um, and then I listen to a couple of grief podcasts. I listen to The Hilarious World of Depression. Oh, nice. I listen to um, Griefcast, which is similar to mine. It's a, it's a British woman um, named uh, Carrie Ann Lloyd, and she... Uh, she she interviews comedians, um, mostly in England, about about uh, grief. Um, and I listen to uh, Terrible, Thanks for Asking. All right. That's a good grief podcast that I listen to. Nice. I, so I we have a little um, a page on our website. I sent you a link to it yesterday. Um, yeah. Um, we're going to add some of those podcasts on there. So cool. for, for, for everybody's listening pleasure, but your, yours is on there. Also, um, your other podcast, uh, the, the American Jew, correct? American Jew, yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that one. My friend Jonathan Randall and I, Jonathan uh, was raised sort of orthodox in Florida. I was raised very reformed uh, here in New York. And um, neither of us are particularly religious. We decided to do a podcast about what, it's, what it is to be an American Jew um, from a more secular standpoint than a less religious standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, you know... We, we, we have to deal with the same amount of anti-Semitism as somebody that goes to the temple every day, but I eat bacon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Well, that's, that's, yeah, I listened to a couple episodes. It's definitely, uh, and actually this is part, one of my favorite parts of this process is listening to all the stuff that um, the people I'm getting to interview have created or that they're listening to. Yeah. Uh, which is definitely broadening my horizons. You know? What's, what's the best podcast that you've listened to that you had that you didn't, you never thought you would, uh, you would enjoy like you, so out of left field for you. 
besides <laughs> besides mine, the grief. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, um, I think so far the Gilbert Godfrey one. Yeah, because I would never have stumbled upon that. I don't think, and uh, it's like I feel like you know uh, his persona is kind of kind of contagious. You know, and like it's uh, it's. Um, Sorry. It's um, yeah, just interesting to hear these podcasts uh, from these celebrities who are like just real people. Yeah, you know, and I think the the more you listen to it, um, uh, some of these that you get more more connected, and you know, you feel like oh, yeah, you know, we're all we're all still the same no matter what we do, you know. Yeah. Um. So looks like we're the we're 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 running out of time in the Zoom meeting here. But um, I think I would like to have you back on probably in a couple of weeks. We'll check back in on you. Is that cool? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to be here. <laughs> okay, awesome. awesome. And um, we'll socialize this out in the internet, internet today, and uh, I'll get back with you, and, uh, and I'll, I'll talk to you pretty soon. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for having us on. Having, having you on thank, yeah oh shots yeah I, I, do you have, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you this afternoon on a FaceTime. We're going to have a drink. Finally. Talk All to you right. around 420. Uh, uh, it's a date. <laughs> All right, Jordan, I'll talk to you a little bit. Yeah, buddy. All right, man. Later on. Cheers. Cheers. Coffee time without meetup every weekday at nine. Won't you join me for a really fun time?